this morning. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Joel this morning. And as you're turning there, we're going to, we might be in a couple places, but that'll be all right this morning. Book of Joel, chapter number 2 this morning. Joel chapter number 2. And we're going to be looking in at verses 12 through 18. We'll be in chapter 1 and chapter 2 today. And I don't know how many points we've got, but I can promise you this. Every point will help you hard if you'll open up your heart to the Word of God today. Oh, if you'll open up your heart to the Word of God today. I'm so thankful you've joined us. I'm so thankful that you are with us this morning, the title of the message is Sound and Alarm. Sound and Alarm. And boy, are the alarms going off around us today. <laughs> are the alarms going off around us today. Joe, chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 12. The Word of God says this, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. And rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For He is gracious, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth Him of the evil. Who knoweth if He will return and repent, and leave a blessing behind Him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the other elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land, and pity his people. Pity his people. Sound and alarm. Sound an alarm. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father God, God, I thank you for your day. Oh God, your day. God, I, God, I thank you for the worship this morning, God. Oh God, I thank you for my prayer time with you, God, this morning. Oh God, the reading of your word today, God. Oh, God we, God, we hear and God, we see the alarms going off all around us. God, God, I know it ain't going to be much longer. God, I know you're coming for your people. And God, I know there's coming a day, God, where there's going to be a final judgment, Lord. Oh, God, I pray. God, you reveal yourself to people. Oh, to your people, God. Touch us, God. Speak into our hearts, God. God, do a work in us. God, that we would be drawn back to you, God. God, may we leave our sin, God. May we repent, God. May we turn back to you. Oh, God, to see you do a might and greaty work again in this land. Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you today. You are worthy to be praised. God, you're worthy to be praised today. Oh, God, every day of our life, it ought to roll off our lips. Lord, I love you. 
God, I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. If you know anything about the book of Joel, you know what a powerful little book it is. And I say a little book, but it's attached to the big book. It's a part of the big book. And how many of you know, boy, the, the big book is very powerful. The Word of God is very powerful. Praise God, but the, the book of Joel is a, is a part of it. Praise God that God has given us a word for our day. Uh, notice that as Joel is uh, speaking, uh, you'll see that he says, saith the Lord. So let us remember that, yes, he is the writer, but it is God. It is God giving his word. It is God who is speaking. Speaking, folks, and it's God who is speaking to us today. God is speaking to us today. What a powerful little book this is. Uh, you, I'll remind you this morning if you don't know it already, but Joel's name means Jehovah is my God. What does that mean? Yahweh is my Elohim. <laughs> oh, yes. He is Almighty God. He is Almighty God. And we see here in uh, the book of Joel that he is writing to the southern kingdom. Possibly, very possibly the first of the writing prophets. Oh, and he is writing in a time where sin has run rampant. He is writing in a time where people have given themselves over to sin, have given themselves over to ungodliness. Oh, and they have turned their face away from God. And I ask you today, do we not live in that day? Oh, do we not live in that day where we are willing to turn our face away from God? God, help us. God, help us to not turn away from the Lord. Oh, and we see the phrase throughout the, the book of Joel. We see the phrase, the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord, which indicates when God would send judgment Oh, and God, He sends judgment. Oh, you hear me today. God sent... Yes, God is a loving God. He is the loving God because He is love, but He is also a God of judgment. And What God says do, God means do. And how God calls sin is called sin. Not up for debate. Not up for debate. Oh, could we see it? But we also see the day of the Lord is also leading up to that final judgment. That final judgment which is not a possibly going to come, but that final judgment that will take place. And I tell you today, if you do not know the Lord personally, may you seek the Lord today. Oh, may you see your condition with God. Child of God, may you see your condition with God. Oh, we've turned our eye to everything but to God. But to God. Preacher, where's the encouragement? You'll find it today. You just got to hang in there. You know, there's never a blessing without seeing your situation and seeing your condition. You say, Preacher, you don't know my condition. I know. Listen, I don't know, but God knows the condition of every heart. Oh, God knows the condition of every heart. And I believe in the, the book of Joel. We can see ourselves. We can see our nation. We can see our world right here. Oh, chapter number one, we see the locusts. We see the army of the locusts. Oh, destroying the crop. 
destroying the land. Oh, can I tell you, God can use whatever God wants to use to get the attention of His people. Oh, God can call attention to Himself however He pleases to do so. Oh, but He knows how to do it. Oh, He knows how to do it. We see in chapter 1, chapter 1, there's a swarming, there's a total consuming of everything there. Oh, the vegetation is just wiped out. Oh, have we seen a day when everything was just wiped out that we tried to hold and we tried to control? Hmm. Oh, but here they are. Here they are, wiped out. And what a picture that is of God's complete judgment. God's complete judgment. Number one, if you're taking notes today, there was a famine. There was, listen, there was the locust in the land because it was a result of their sin. It was a result of their sin. Do you say, preacher, today is God punishing the world? All I know is this, God can use anything He wants to to get the attention of the world and God will do so when He chooses so. He's God. Oh, He's Almighty God. It's not up for debate. But we know here it was a result of their sin. Preacher, what are you talking about? In verse 6 we see, For a nation has come up upon my hand, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and who hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. <laughs> we go on to see verse number 10. The field is wasted, the land mourneth, the crop is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil is languisheth. We see in verse 11, Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen! How, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. Folks, that is a result of their sin. That is a result of them turning against God. You say, wait a minute, how have we turned against God? Listen, if you fail to keep God's commandments, if you fail to do what God says to do, listen, His Word is not a suggestion. His Word is true. His Word is pure. And God's not asking us to be obedient. He's telling us to be obedient. Oh, He's telling us to be obedient. Why would He do that? Because He knows what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. Oh, if we could grab a hold of that. But folks, realize it's a result of their sin. They have brought it upon themselves. And so many times, listen, we'll live like hell itself and then wonder why we're in the predicaments we are. And then how many times will we cry out to God, God, why would you allow this, God? God, why would you do this to us? Hey, can I tell you something? It's not God that's doing it. We're doing it to ourselves. We put ourselves in the place of God's judgment and wrath. We've done that. Oh, it's a result of sin, folks. You will not win with sin. You, listen, sin will bring devastation every single time. There's no winning in it. There's no winning in it. Oh, what that swarming must have been like. But we also see in chapter number 2. What does Joel say in chapter 
Number two, he tells us it's time to turn back to God. Oh, it's time to turn back to God. Look with me at chapter number two and verse number one. The Word of God says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Can I tell you, the alarm is sounding. If you're not getting it, if you're not listening to it, we've had them sounding for so long now. I go back to 9-11. I go back to the point, man, I, I remember even going back to Desert Storm. People running to God. People flocking to God. 9-11 happens. What do people do? They flock to God. But then what happens every time after? Boy, they'll flock to God. They'll see the crisis end. And then they'll go right back to living in that sin. Oh, God, hear us. Hear our cry. Oh, God, we need help today. Do you hear the alarm sounding? Over and over and over again, God continues to cry out, I am the Lord, hear me. Oh, I am the Lord, hear me. Blow the trumpet. Sin has led to destruction. And you know what blows my mind is even in the midst of what we're facing today, there are men and women who continue to harden their heart to the things of God. Oh, I'm telling you today, listen, I don't know who's watching. I don't know who's with us today. But God is sounding the alarm today. You better hear Him. Oh, it might be the last call for you. It might be the last alarm you hear. Oh, turn back to God. People, even in this day, hardening their heart. And we're seeing the crisis before us. Preacher, what are you talking about? Listen, I don't care much for politicians, but I can tell you this. When the hand of God moves to see somebody rebuke God, it just breaks my heart. Oh, to, to, turn, on, to turn on just a little bit of news this week to find out what's going on with things and to, to hear somebody say that big, the numbers have fallen, but that it's had nothing to do with faith, that it's had nothing to do with God, that is blaspheming to God. God, help us to realize what He's done for us. God, help us to realize who He is. If there's been anybody recover from anything, it's by the grace of God. You hear me? It's by the grace of God that anybody's recovered. It's by the grace of God that you're not laying on your deathbed today. And it's by the grace of God you can hear the reading of the Word of God. Oh, it's by His grace. It's by His grace that He wants to save you. He wants to change you. Oh, God allows grace. Mm. Can you not see the Word of God unfolding before us? You say, preacher, are you, uh, are, you, are you negating that it's the time? And what I am telling you this is, hey, the, the, uh, the last hour is getting down to the last hour. The last hour. We're, we may be in the last minutes. 
We may be in the last seconds before Christ comes after his church. I wonder how many will be left behind. How many will be left behind to experience that day of the Lord? Mm. God help us to seek the Lord. To seek the Lord. You say, what do you mean, preacher? Look around you. All the signs are here. Boy, I, I look to the book of Matthew, chapter number 24. Verses 5 through 7 says this. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. How long have we seen that? Oh, how many, how long have we seen those coming, claiming to be God, trying to take people, hey, trying to take people on rocket ships, trying to take people on comets, only to find themselves lost in hell. God, help us to seek the Lord. Luke chapter number 21 Verses 25 and 26. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Can I tell you today, the signs are all around us. I got on this morning, I was just curious. Because we know that there's going to be earthquakes in divers places. We know all this thing. Listen, the Bible tells us it's all setting up. And I got online this morning looking. And I was looking at earthquakes. Do you realize But while I was asleep last night from 12 a.m. to sometime 4.30, 4.45, whenever it was that I got on there, there had already been seven earthquakes on this earth. Hmm? That's real. That's real. Look, it's all around us. Listen, this, this world, this earth is crying out, telling us it's not going to be long. Oh, it's not going to be long. The church will be raptured, folks. It's not going to be long. Oh, and what does he say? What does Joel tell us in chapter 2, verse number 12? He gives us the time to deal with this. What does he say in verse 12? Therefore, also now. Therefore, also now. What is he saying? Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't put it off till next week or next month. Or next year, he's saying now. Now is the time to turn. Now is the time to repent. Do not put it off. Turn ye even to me with all your heart. With all your heart. God is not looking for partial hearts. God is looking for whole hearts broken before him. You say, preacher, why in the world would you say, I need to be broken? Because the reality is, whether you believe it or not, you are broken, folks. Sin has broken us. Sin has broken us. God's perfect design for this world, God's perfect design for you and I, has been broken by sin. 
we've been partakers of it. The best place we could be is in realization that we are broken. That we are broken before God. I ask you this. How much do we actually give of ourselves to God? How much do we actually give of ourselves to God? I'm talking about you, child of God, today. But we'll be sure to do everything we want to do. And we'll put everything ahead of what God would have us to do. Preacher, that sounds very judgmental. What I say to you has already been said to me. Let's just get that straight. It's being said to every one of us. Oh, what have we put before God? What have we put before God? I think of all the things I was doing (laughs) before all this happened. I think about all the things I was putting before God before all this happened. You say, Preacher, you put things before God? I certainly did. God, help me. God, forgive me. Oh, God, I turn to you, God. Oh, God, help us today. What have we actually given of ourselves to God? I wonder, I wonder this, when is the the last time? When's the last time you denied yourself of something? That God might get the glory. How? When? When is the last time you can honestly say, I denied myself of this so that God could get the glory of my life? No, we are a society. We are a people where it is all about us all the time. God help us. Sound an alarm. Can you hear the alarm going off? God is calling us to wake up, people. Wake up. See Him for who He is. I wonder how much time I've wasted in my sin. God help us. You know what He's looking for us to turn to Him? But how about fasting? Oh, nobody wants to talk about that anymore. How about weeping? How about mourning? How about a broken heart? Do you know what that is saying in verse 12 and 13? Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. How many times have we half-heartedly served God? Half-heartedly served God. Half-heartedly given to God. And no, listen, you can talk about tithes and offerings and all those things, and you are to bring those into the storehouse as God has commanded, because guess what? It's your worship. But can I tell you this? How many times have we cheated God of everything else? Our time with Him, our fellowship with Him. God is calling us back, folks. Oh, God is calling us back to fellowship with Him. Rend your heart. What does that mean? Have a broken heart. May our hearts be broken before God in our sin. 
When's the last time you had a burden on your heart? When's the last time you were broken over your sin? When's the last time you cried because you weren't living for God and God exposed that to you? I pray God pour tears out of our eyes. See our brokenness. Oh, how we have failed to live for God. It's no, listen, it's, it's, it's no, uh, it's no accident that abortion runs rampant across our nation. When other nations won't even allow it, America does. It's no, it's no surprise that we have prostitution on, on every corner. It's no surprise that we have drug dealings on every corner. It should be no surprise of the things we see in our day where, where life has no value because we've sinned against God and we've allowed ourselves to move further and further away from Him. We don't have to like it, but it is a reality today. It's a reality today. And I think about how my sin, how the sin of this nation looks to God. I think about how that looks to God and how it must break the very heart of God to see us sin. You say, preacher, why would it break the heart of God? Because look at the cost of your salvation. Look at the cost of what he gave to bankrupt heaven, to send his only begotten son, to see Jesus hanging upon the cross. Shedding his blood. What is the value of his blood that you might be justified before God? And yet we take it for granted. Yet we take it for granted. Oh God, help us. I pray we're broken. I pray God break us. Preacher, what do you mean? Do you really understand what you're asking? Yes, I do, because it's in brokenness that we can actually see who we are and then look up and see who God is. The best place we can be sometimes is absolutely broken. Broken. We play games with God. We'll come. I mean, I mean now, now, I mean, you don't have to worry now, right? Because you're not here, so you don't have to go to the altar and pray. I mean, that conviction's off, right? Wrong. Wrong. He's still calling us. He's still calling us. Yet we play games with God. And we act like He doesn't see what we do. We play games and we act like God does not see what we do. Can I tell you, He sees everything. He sees the actions on the outside, but most importantly, He sees the heart on the inside. And that's why he said, rend your hearts and not your garments. Because there was a lot of show going on. There was a lot of showboating going on. There was a lot of crocodile tears. And I believe God is tired of seeing crocodile tears. He's ready to see a broken heart before him. A repentant heart to say, God, forgive me, I've sinned against you. God, help us. 
How many times will we ask for forgiveness of our sin and then walk right out the door and do it again and again and again? Preacher, do you not realize that I have a weakness? Yes, we all have a weakness. But if we start calling it out to God, He might could help us with it. God help us. God help us. Oh, there was a sin problem. There was a sin condition, number one. But number two, what is, what is Joel say? Now's the time to turn. Now is the time to turn. Rend your heart, not your garments. Quit playing games and give me your heart. Give me your heart with a broken heart. See the very condition. Verses 15 and 16, if you would look there with me. Verse 15 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Oh, can I tell you, he's calling us to a place of repentance. A place of repentance. God, forgive me. For I sinned against thee. Blow the trumpet and gather the people. You know what I love about this? Because he's saying blow the trumpet and gather the people from wherever they are. (laughs) From wherever they are. It doesn't matter what they're doing, where they're at. Gather the people. And today, that's exactly what we need. We need a gathering of the people. What what are you talking about, preacher? We need a revival. Oh, we need a revival with people with a repentant heart that are turning back to God. No, listen, we need to see people saved again. But we need the children of God to get right with God. To get right with God. Oh, and thank God He hears our cry. We need a call to revival, a turning, a repentant. And how do you... Listen, we need it so bad in this land in which we live. Oh, we need to turn from our wicked way. You mark it down, circle it, underline, our only hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, and Him and Him alone. He is our only hope. And I don't mean a hope so. I mean I'm guaranteeing on it. Why? Because He's guaranteeing on it. In his precious word. Oh, our hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, when the people of God get serious with God, when they're willing to turn, they're willing to repent, God will forgive. Oh, God will forgive. God will forgive. Because when there's a revival that takes place, lives are changed. 
Oh, God is, God, I believe God is ready to change some lives all across this nation. Oh, and you know what I'm praying for? An outbreak. Oh, I'm not talking about of a virus. I'm not talking about of a virus. I'm not talking about an outbreak of a, a vaccine. I'm talking about an outbreak of the Spirit of Almighty God on this nation. Oh, in your home and your family. Oh, do we never need God in control of our lives? Verse 18, look at what God said. It's what God said He would do. Then will the Lord be jealous for His land and pity His people. Can I tell you, we are to, we are to beg for God's pity. And you say today, I don't need the pity of God. God help you today. Oh, God help you today. Let me remind you of Revelation 16, 9. As those bowls are poured out, as the bowl is poured out, and, and man, men were scorched, and yet they blasphemed the name of God. Do you believe that's honestly what God would have you to do? Absolutely not. But you be very, let me be very clear this morning. If you do not receive Christ, listen, he's, listen, Jesus is coming back for the church. He will rapture the church. And when he does, if you are not saved, you will go through tribulation. You will see the final judgment. It's not a question, it is a reality. God is calling us to turn to Him. The alarm is sounding. Verse 19 and 20. Verse 19 and 20 says this, Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto His people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. Can I tell you, God is the restorer. And when we turn back to God, He will restore us, folks. Oh, He will restore us. He answers their prayer. Removing, listen, verses 19 through 20, removing the, the devastation, restoring the crops. Praise God. Restoring the crops. Removing the reproach and removing the locust army. You don't think God could just stop everything that we face in battle in a moment? He could do it with a thought. He could do it with a thought. He's God. But I ask you today, things linger on. I wonder why. Because I believe He's calling people to turn to Him. He's calling people to get saved, gloriously saved. He's calling people to get right with Him and to live for Him. Oh, He is God, how much He loves you and me. We next see the results of the hand of God. To a truly repented people. I wonder. I wonder if we'll ever repent. I wonder if we'll ever repent. You know I love to read old books. And I love to read of revivals of long ago. And how they speak into my heart. I can just imagine sitting out there and experiencing it all. 
once God, He moved and His Spirit fell and He breathed upon places because people saw their need for God. They saw their sin. They repented and they turned to Him. And God moved in a mighty way. And now He's calling out to us today. Oh God, let us answer the call. I pray we answer the call. Oh, the results of the hand of God to a truly repentant people. We see it in verses 21 through 27. Follow along with me there. Verse 21, what does he say? Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Can I tell you, if you'll turn your life over to God, He still wants to do great things with your life. He still has a plan for you if you'll turn your life back over to Him. Verse 22, Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Where does it come from? It comes from Almighty God. Oh, God is the provider, folks. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for He hath given you the former rain moderately, and He will cause to come down for you the rain. Oh, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Can I tell you, God just wants to pour out His blessing upon you. Oh, that's what He wants to do, is pour out His blessing upon you. And the floors shall be full of weed, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil and I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm my great army which I sent among you folks God is in control Oh, God is in control. Fear not, rejoice, be glad. But listen, you can only do that when you truly turn and repent. When you truly open up your heart. And God, I pray, our heart be broken of our sin and repent. What's standing between you and God? Oh, because what does He say? God He's going to provide the rain. He's going to provide an abundant harvest. God will make up the destruction of the, of, the, of the locusts. He's going to provide abundant food and He will end the famine. But what I really love is when we get to the, the latter part of that in verse 26. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Can I tell you, He's the only one that can satisfy you. Can't we say that we've looked everywhere? Can't we honestly say that we've put everything before God? And yet, when tragedy comes, when crisis comes, we're running around like a bunch of chickens with our head cut off. And we have no satisfaction. Only God can satisfy. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that had dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God. And none else and my people shall never be ashamed. Can I tell you today with all assurity, He is the great I am. He's the great I am. And there is none like Him. There is none like Him. Can I tell you, the day 
is approaching the day is approaching and you're making a decision every day of your life whether to receive Christ or to reject Christ you cannot say hey I've heard the word but I did not understand it listen we are responsible for the word we hear we are responsible for the word we hear just as I'm responsible for the word that I say. Oh, hear my heart today. Will you give your life to Christ? Will you stop playing games with God? Would you just be real with the Lord? Say, preacher, where's the encouragement in this? The encouragement is that He's coming for His people. I'm going to live in glory. I won't see tribulation. Oh, that wicked day to come. Oh, I thank God I won't have to live through that. The day approaches. Sister, if you'd come and play at this time. Listen, the day approaches. The rapture is coming. Hey, and listen, after the rapture, listen, its own judgment will begin. Tribulation will begin. And there will be those final days. Those final days. No one is going to want to live through. No one is going to want to see. Oh, but I wonder today, where does your heart lie? Do you know that you know that you're saved? Oh, do you know that you know that you belong to God? The day approaches. The rapture is coming. Preacher, when is it going to be? No man knoweth the hour but the Father. But the signs are all around us. I ask you today, don't you think it's time to go ahead and give your heart to Christ? Don't you think it's time to ask Him to forgive you of your sin? Oh, to come into your heart and to save you. Can I tell you today, now is the hour. Oh, today is the day of salvation. Oh, would you ask Jesus to come in? Would you ask Jesus to be Lord of your life? Child of God today, would you ask Him to forgive you of your sin? You say, I don't have any sin. Well, I pray not so. But I wonder how many's got a heart that's right with God. Oh, is your heart right with God? Can I tell you, He stands ready to forgive you? Oh, He stands ready to forgive you. Oh, just think about this nation, if the people of God would turn back to God. Oh, what God could do. Oh, what God could do. But you see, folks, it'll take you and I getting serious with God, getting serious about that three-letter word, sin. And I think it's just about time we deal with that now. May we turn our hearts towards heaven and ask God for our forgiveness. Would you do business with God now as we come to sing? I pray as you heard the word of the Lord this morning that you seek His face. <laughs> Boy, how much God loves you and I. How much He loves you. How much He desires a relationship with you and I.
Oh, how precious that is. I want to ask you to, uh, number one, thank you for watching. Thank you for being with us this morning. If God, boy, if God impressed upon your heart, get in touch with us. Let us know. Listen, if you got saved, we want to know about it. Got your heart right with God. We want to pray with you. I'm telling you, we are here with you. We're walking through this life together. And I want to ask you tonight, be back tonight. We're going to go live 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, I know God is going to have a word for us tonight. I know He does. God is so good to us, church. God is so good to us. Let's keep moving together. And we'll see you back on tonight, Facebook Live, 6 p.m. We love you.